Welcome to another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner High School Football Podcast Show. I know that's a mouthful. Um, on this week's episode, I have two awesome guests. I have Coach Devon Dodgins from Bruton Parker Wrestling, and I also have Coach John Garner from Temple High School Tiger Wrestling. I had a blast talking to these guys, and I hope you guys have as much fun listening to it as I did recording it. Stop recording. How are you doing today? I'm good, brother. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. I figured we could start off the interview with a little bit about who you are and how you ended up as uh, the coach at Bruton Parker. Oh, all right. Well, my name is Devon Dodgins. Uh, I prefer everybody just call me Coach D. Um, I'm the wrestling director at Bruin Parker right now. I'm also the head women's coach, and uh, I assist Coach Kenny um, with the men's program in terms of recruiting and practices and travel. Um, I really do enjoy my job. Uh, I got started at Bruin Parker. Originally, I had got here, and I was the men's assistant coach with the old coach. Um, My job was to kind of get the lower weight group right. They had a really good kid named Lucas Nelson, but he had never placed. Um, They had a couple good 33s, and my job was sort of to just come in and get them right and uh, help them recruit lower weights. Um, Originally, I had done that for about a month, and then we ended up getting a woman's program. Um, it had actually been here for four years and they didn't have any girls when I first took over it. Uh, they had four different coaches. So the program was kind of in shambles. Um, they gave me an ultimatum. They said, Hey, if you don't get 12 girls in here by August, September, um, we'll, won't have a season. We'll, we'll just kind of wait and then give you a season next year. But, um, I was very determined. So I took on the role of the head woman's coach while I was doing the men's assistant. Uh, and we ended up with 15 girls our first year. Um, and Lucas Nelson uh, ended up as a national runner-up. I worked with him ex- extensively every day. So, um, and after some uh, changes up top and changes in the program, they promoted me to the wrestling director, but I still kept my uh, woman's wrestling job. And we ended up hiring Kenny, which is a great hire for us, man. I love Coach Kenny, and he's he's doing a great job with the men's program right now. So I'm ex- I'm ecstatic. I get to kind of chill and just be his little assistant guy, I guess. <laughs> you know. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, now, did you wrestle in high school? Uh, I did. I wrestled at Chippewa Hills, uh, Michigan, in high school. I wrestled um, one oh at what was it one oh six one twelve or something or whatever it was because I'm old now. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't start wrestling though until I was, I was a freshman in high school. I got cut from basketball because I had hoop dreams, but I was also like four <laughs> eleven. Uh, my first time in a wrestling gym in high school. I have a Rey Mysterio mask here on my wall in my uh, office. Uh, I put that mask on the first day of practice and ran into the room. That's what I thought wrestling was. Um, so me and my mom were actually really nervous about jumping off of chairs and stuff. Come to find out that that isn't real wrestling. Right. Um, I ended up being a two-time state champ in Michigan, um, a three-time uh, state qualifier, three-time state placer. I uh, took fifth, uh, first and first. I think I was ranked like, I don't know, 18th or something when I got out of high school at 112 pounds. Uh, I was a Dapper Dan All-American. Uh, I was a Dream Team All-American for Michigan. I was a Disney Do All-American. Just a lot of little mundane stuff, like nothing too crazy. 
But um, yeah, I did get started wrestling in, in high school, and I fully believe that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I come to work every day like I do when I was wrestling, which is I come to try to be the most hardest working guy in the building. So that's I agree with that. Um, did you wrestle in college? Yeah, so I started out at Central Michigan. I redshirted there um, under uh, Coach Borelli. Um, it was a great, great year for me there at, at Central. I just realized, hey, I, I wanted to start somewhere, and I wasn't going to be able to start at such a prestigious university weighing 119 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Um, I transferred to Muskegon Community College. I ended up getting my associates done there. Um, I ended up um, qualifying for them. I think I had the most wins on their team at like 29 or 30 or something. I was a qualifier. Uh, and then I transferred. Um, I decided after that point I needed to get out of Michigan, um, not in a bad way, just kind of I needed a change of scenery. Um, my old uh, college coach, he it was crazy because me and him were actually on the same team at Central Michigan. Uh, Mike Miller, he was a national runner up for them. Mm-hmm. Um his like ninth year of his ninth year of being in that program were my freshman year. So I knew coach Miller a little bit. Um, he took over the head coaching job at life university. Um, and I came on one campus visit and said, look, man, this is where I want to be. I signed kind of as a walk on to begin with They had another kid come in Uh two time MOOC is what we used to call him. Um, he was, he's the man, but, uh, he was ranked. He was really high. I had to come in and kind of beat him out for his spot my first year. Um, I ended up placing my first year at life. I took seventh uh, in the nation. Um, my second year when I was technically a redshirt junior, I uh, had some unfortunate circumstances of blowing my ACL and MCL out. Uh, I did wrestle through it. It was very, very tough. Um, I bet. I, I ended up not placing that year. And then my senior year under the great Omi Acosta, I ended up taking third for him. So um it was a really, really weird but good transition. I uh, got my uh, bachelor's degree in psychology done, and then I uh, actually ended up going to coach after that at Reinhardt University for a year with the great Jeff Bedard and that team in Georgia. Um, loved it. Loved them. Um, decided to come back to life for two years and work under Omi as an assistant, and then that's when uh, the old men's coach here called, and I took the job. So. How much of a culture shock is coming from Michigan all the way down to Georgia for you? It's, it's, it was huge in, in terms of just the, the vibe is different. The culture was different. It was very different for me. I'm, I'm very used to being indoors for four months of, or four to five straight months of the year with the, the weather and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture is very, very wrestling is intense up there in Michigan. Um, they take it very, very serious in Michigan. Um, and just where I came from in Michigan, it was literally in the middle of nowhere. So it was, there was one house and then there was about five miles of road and then there was the school and it, we, you know, our football, uh, our football stadium was like, I think a half a mile from a cornfield and on the other side <laughs> of it, farmhouse. So, you know, <laughs> what I, um, you come from that coming straight to basically Atlanta in the city, it kind of smacks you in the face for a little bit, but, um, I actually do do enjoy Georgia a little bit more. I think the culture is a little more diverse, um, and I think it's very inclusive. So um, the the shock in terms of wrestling was uh, when we were here wrestling, um, it was up and coming. It, it isn't. It wasn't what it is now. What it is now is fantastic, and and I'm very happy to see the progress. But when I had first came here, um, 
wrestling wasn't very well known even in the college setting. You know, you had Shorter, you had Wife, you had Emmanuel, you had Bruin Parker, you had, uh, and at that time, Reinhardt wasn't even around. So you only had a, a couple schools to really go to and, and get an education in wrestling. And now there's about, I think, 10 or 11 schools here. And I think the next step should be for somebody to have a Division One program in the state of Georgia, maybe out of Georgia or Georgia Tech or something like that. You know, so, uh, yeah. Selfishly, I'm a dog fan, so I'm hoping Georgia will get it because the SEC needs it. it re- they really, really do. Um, I, I think Georgia needs it. They have a club over there, but I think that club could progress really well if they just made it a Division One kind of, you know, a Division One sanctioned team. Just like Iowa wrestling for, for women's wrestling, they just sanctioned their team for uh, women's wrestling officially. And all I know is that coaches got calls nonstop ringing off the hook. Right. So if, in my opinion, if we really want the South to catch up to the North in terms of wrestling, in terms of the Iowas and the PAs and the New Yorks and the Michigans, um, getting a Division One program a little closer to Florida, Georgia, is, is what's needed. Um, and now we do have Little Rock, which is right up the way. But, I, you know, I mean, South, South Georgia. And obviously I would hope it would be the SEC. Uh, SEC. I'm an LSU fan, so me and you will bicker forever on that. <laughs> and I know LSU back in the day had a really, really good uh, wrestling program before they discontinued it. So you read my mind, Coach. I was about to bring that up. <laughs> you exactly um, read my mind. Um, yeah, like I, I think it would be awesome. Um, the opportunity to wrestle for D1 doesn't come a lot in the South. You have to go north or west. Um, and I think if a team like Georgia or, uh, you know, a, a Florida team, if there's a division one Florida team, um, would take the steps to implement that into their program, the, the state would grow, the community would grow and the overall area would grow tremendously. Um, wrestling down South is becoming like a big deal. We have some great young men and young women here that are making waves at the D one level and a couple of them that are up and coming about to make ways. And, you know, I would hope that our state would, you know, want to join in on that at some point. So does the name Kyle Maynard mean anything to you? Yeah. Good old Kyle, man. I remember Kyle. He's a nice dude. I really like him. He wrestled, he wrestled at uh, Georgia, the club for a little while. Yeah. Way, way back. That wasn't way back when was it? That was recently he wrestled, right? I know he had wrestled at some point. Around 08, 07, because I was in high school still. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, because their club, like I said, Georgia's got a pretty nice club. I know a couple kids over there, and, you know, I know Kyle, too. He's a good dude, man. And, you know, like like I said, that opportunity would be great. I would, you know, maybe even, as much as I hate to say it, maybe a Kennesaw. You know, Kennesaw State would would value greatly by by making a wrestling program. They're literally attached to life, and um, they have a ton of kids that go there that are wrestlers. They only, uh, you know, but they go there mainly because they go for engineering and engineering is a hard degree to find with wrestling. There's a couple of those where you're, you're looking for this and this and every school that offers wrestling just doesn't have it. So I, I would, you know, love to see a Kennesaw, love to see a Georgia, love to see a Georgia Tech, love to see some some Division One school take that initiative. Well, I think Mercer used to have a program. They did. And I thought for a while Shorter and Emmanuel would um, – have have a program by now i know shorter was d2 but i thought at some point they would have went d1 and then they dropped their program and now they're trying to bring it back which is fantastic and um you know there's a couple other schools where i'm like hey man i would really hope if they don't discontinue it 
that they would get to D1. But that's also some of the culture problems is some of these programs got dropped that were up and coming when wrestling was starting to become prevalent in the state of Georgia. Right. And they didn't, if they would have held out, they would have understood like how many kids and, and good kids, not just kids, good kids would be in that program. So um, it is unfortunate, but I, I do know there's a couple of them floating around. There's a lot of clubs floating around. Mm-hmm. I just know clubs are hard, hard to, you know, maintain and make. Um, You mentioned Kennesaw state. I mean, the wrestling is, I live in Bartow County, and the wrestling up here around Kennesaw is extremely good. I mean, you've got Woodland, you've got Cass, you've got Adairsville, you've got Rockmart, you've got all, I mean, Kennesaw Mountain, they were a powerhouse when I was in school. I don't know if they still are or not. They're solid, and uh, Arabia Mountain is around there, too, and I know they were pretty solid this year as well, so. Um, uh, Now, moving, so. You know, you're talking about where you're from in Michigan. It's like a really rural, really area. Does uh, Mount Vernon feel like that to you? Yes, and I think that's why the culture from life to here isn't isn't that big of a culture shock to me compared to some other people. We get girls that are from, you know, big cities in California. I want a nine-pounder who's NASA-ranked Alyssa is from this, you know, basically she's from Los Angeles, kind of San Bernardino area. So for her to come from that to this, it was a bit of a culture shock for her. Um, for me, yeah, not so much, man. This, this kind of reminds me of home in a way. It's a very kind of quiet, small campus, but it's a good campus. Um, a lot of our kids like the environment, the environment, like the vibe. The only main issue is you will get bored and you, you got to make sure if you get bored, you're doing the right things instead of being stupid. And that's hard. You know, you're talking about 17 and 18 year olds that don't have freedom yet. And, you know, they, some, some of them choose to do the wrong things instead of the right things, the, the typical college stuff. Just go run. It'll be okay. That's what I try to tell them. Go run. Go 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 into town and go bowling or you know, do something like that. Find a Netflix show. Cobra Kai. Everybody loves that show. So <laughs> Um, what's it like now being like going up against your old uh coach in uh Acosta on a regular basis? It's it's crazy in a way, just because I, I got nothing but love and respect for, for Coach O and, and that whole program, obviously, as an alumni. So it, it's very weird sometimes to sit on the opposite side of them. But I will say this, it does feel really, really good when we win, um, whether that's individual or as a team. You know, we had a great, great duel with them. They kind of blew us out of the water, but we had a couple highlights. Um, Doug Peppers, who we have at 74, pinned the, the, the returning national runner-up for them. And then Lucas Del Silva pinned a really uh, – beat a really highly ranked kid. We had a lot of other competitive matches. Um, it's different just because you don't realize what Coach O and them are doing until you're on the other side of it. When I was in, in it as an assistant, I didn't even see some of the stuff and the tactics he would pull. And, you know, Omi's a genius, you know, if, in my personal opinion. He's a genius for wrestling. He's a great coach. Um, like I said, I always love it. It's nothing but love and respect. My, my job is to hopefully help coach Kenny, um, beat the men's program at one point or one day or, or help him get as many all Americans as he can. And then it's the same thing for the women's program. Uh, they have a great women's program with the Flavins up there. My, my job is to hopefully be more competitive and, and maybe one day even knock them off. But, you know, it, it is, it's great. It's great to see. They offer a great atmosphere. I think uh, we're going to have a lot of interesting duels and, and individual uh, tournaments coming up. And it's, it's always fun. I will say that it's always fun to duel life. Like 
you, you don't get that environment very many other places. You don't get that type of team very many other places. They are the national champs for a reason. And anytime you get to go get your hands on them, whether it's good or bad, it's always enjoyable. So uh, we've kind of danced around the topic, but how how has your uh, women's team performed this year? I talked to Coach Kenny a couple weeks ago before national duels. We talked about the men's program, so I figured we'd get a uh, look into the women's program for you guys. Our, our women's program has been a lot better. Um, obviously, my first year, we didn't have a dual meet win. Um, a lot of our girls were young. They they had, like, you know, I bought in seven girls last year that did ha- had no freestyle experience whatsoever, and most of them had only wrestled maybe one year of pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, they've won eight duels. Um, we are nationally ranked. We float inside the twenty, the top twenty right now. I think we can float inside the top ten. But once again, I'm not a thinker and sayer type of guy. I'm a. We need to prove it. We need to work hard to make sure we are there when you know the lights come on at the end of the year. But um, our women have done an outstanding job so far. Um, this year, like I said, having going from zero dual meet wins to seven and two or three of those dual meet wins were against the high national ranked teams. Um, we've been competitive with, with life. We've been competitive with Campbellsville. We actually get to see, uh, life who's ranked, I think second in the nation this Saturday, we get to see Indiana tech who's ranked 11th. Um, we get to see Presbyterian who's ranked in NC, uh, NCAA, which is huge. We get to see Emmanuel, who's ranked at NCAA, which Emmanuel was, I think, number six or five, and we ended up beating them, you know, pretty soundly. Um, so we're getting there. You know, it's a process, and we're still a very young team. You know, a lot of the girls we we bought in this year have not had a bunch of freestyle experience. They're not as Matt savvy yet, but they've been progressing, and at the end of the day, that's all we can ask for is for, for them to progress and obviously for them to enjoy what's going on, and I think they all do, so – now, you mentioned freestyle. Is that so? College wrestle, they wrestle, you guys wrestle freestyle, correct? Yes. Women's wrestles freestyle, men's wrestles folk all the way through. Is that uh, a hard transition from the folk style that the girls do in high school? It isn't necessarily for girls too much. Actually, I would probably argue that it isn't a, a drawback, but actually a big jump. Um, just because a lot of what uh, the ladies struggle with in folks out wrestling is top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's a big, big deal. Like we, we have girls that I could point out to, to guys and they would go take these guys down all day. But the minute they get on top or bottom, it's like they don't realize what they're doing. Um, freestyle sort of eliminates that in a way. It eliminates all a lot of the movement and the extra the extra strain. Um, you know, you get taken down in freestyle, your job is basically to lie flat for 10 seconds and make sure nothing happens. And then you're back up on your feet. Um, on top, it's a lot of half spars, guts and laces, which is actually fairly easy to teach. Um, so I, I would argue that it's not as bad of a transition in terms of position and learning. The big thing that trips everybody up is the word exposure, um, on your feet, you know, in folk style, like I, I, wrestle with the guys every day and then I go right to wrestling with the girls and even I have to catch myself sometimes with you know rolling across my own back and folk and free uh folk style and then I realized I gave up points from freestyle like just a oh. little addition. so um the word exposure is huge a lot of our girls are starting to understand and learn it and and understand positioning better but I think that's the biggest struggle in terms of taking girls from folk style wrestling to freestyle wrestling so 
You mentioned uh, this weekend on Saturday you're uh, wrestling like the Presbyterians and all that. Is this the duel, the first duel with Presbyterian uh, Sacred Heart that's happening this weekend? Uh, no, no, that I think that happened a couple weeks ago. Um, Presbyterian's been around. I know uh, Coach Cody does a great job with their women's program. I just know they've had a bad case of COVID every other week. They seem to break out. They just got done wrestling out of manual and they look fantastic. Um, I know they did have something with Scarred Heart playing. I don't know if that already happened or if that's upcoming. Um, you would have to, you would have to ask Coach Cody that. I, I'm, I haven't looked into his schedule, so um. The reason I ask is I, I, I listened to the short-term wrestling podcast this morning, and I don't know if he did this show two weeks ago or today. I thought it was today, but they they hosted – I know a, a bunch of schools were going up there, but the highlight of the day was supposed to be Presbyterian versus Sacred Heart hosted at – I think it was hosted at uh, Limestone and Gaffney. Yeah, that could be soon. I don't – once again, you would have to look into that. I, I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying, like, I know – that is that is a big highlight because that's Presbyterian's a D one school, Scar Hard is a D one school, and they are affiliated D one schools. They're not they're not club, they're not you know any of that. So I know that right. is a big deal. Um, I know Limestone's a very good team with Coach Green over there, and and they're very competitive. They got some hammers in that lineup. So that I would look, man. I'm like you, man. I would pay money to sit in there and watch those those duels, like just everybody else. Heck yeah. Um, so are you guys going to Reinhardt tomorrow or? Yeah, uh, we're going to Reinhardt tomorrow, and then for the guys, we they have St. Thomas at home on Saturday. Um, for the guys' senior night with Coach Kenny, um, we'll be. It's crazy because the guys from St. Thomas is actually making a double trip, so they're wrestling the Life U men's program on the same at the same time. We're wrestling the the girls program. We're having our duel, so we'll get to see them, and then they're literally hopping in a van, driving straight up to Bruin Parker. And then wrestling Brew and Parker in the evening. So, um, but oh. yeah, the guys got a um, uh, Reinhardt tomorrow. Um, we're a little banged up, but we're excited. There's going to be a lot of interesting uh, matches in there, and I know Coach Bernard's going to bring those guys to party, and I know Coach Kenny going to bring these guys to party. So I, I think there'll be some fireworks in there. Well, if it wasn't my bur- my wife's birthday, I would be up there. But we're we're like thirty <laughs> minutes away from Reinhardt, so. Uh, could always throw you could always throw on Reinhardt's website and watch when when you're done with your wife and the 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 dinner and the gifts and stuff you're gonna have to buy her. But I I think that would be a whole like your wife's birthday would probably be a twelve hour job. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna try to get some matches in for sure to watch it because that I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah, man. Well, who are some standouts for your girls wrestling team this year? Um, Alyssa Valenti. Uh, she's my nine. Um. She is like I think she's like twenty two and three right now, and her three losses have been to just some some hammers. Um, she's pinned I think four or five returning All Americans this year. Um, she has absolutely been a catalyst in the lineup. Um, my one hundred and one, uh, Gabriella Galvez. She was nationally ranked pretty high, and then she got a bad knee injury. She's recovering from. Um, I'm not sure we'll be able to get her back this uh, in time for the season to be done, but we'll have her ready to go for uh, UWW and stuff like that. And Gabby's about it. Um, our 16-pounder, AJ, uh, Alejandro Burroughs, has done a really great job. She's had a ton of matches. She's beaten a ton of pretty solid competition. I think she's going to sneak onto the podium this year. Um, my 30-pounder, Lado Rivera, has been just an absolute hammer. Um she is the truth with when she wrestles. Um, 
I think she'll sneak on the podium really high, whether whatever weight she decides to go. Because there's, we, we we always like to move people around, see how they feel, how they look, and if it don't work, we'll move them back up. Um, the other one, Jory Richardson, she's been fantastic. She's actually a transfer from Presbyterian. She was an NCAA qualifier last year, um, and she's been very solid this year. It's a lot of transitioning for her, but um, she's been very good. Um, my 36, uh, Cam, has been fantastic as a freshman who has little freestyle experience, and she has wrestled a brutal schedule, but she she has a winning record right now, and she's done a great job. Um my 43, um, Mel, she's just been, you know, one of the sneakiest people. A lot of people didn't expect much from her because she was a one-time Georgia placer. Um, and where she comes from, her environment, I think she had only wrestled for one to two years. Um, she, man, she gets in on people's double legs. It's it's highlight film, WWE style. She'll body slam them. She's been fantastic in the room. She's kind of stepped up as kind of a leader and and we're, you know, I'm very appreciative of her and everything she's doing. And uh, my 55, uh, India Page, you know, she uh, was beating the number two ranked girl in the nation, 9-0, and then came down weird on her knee and had to forfeit. She's healthy. Thankfully, there's no structural, but she was beating the number two ranked girl, returning All-American pretty soundly. Um, and the number one ranked girl, uh, she decided to step up and wrestle, and she was not 100%. And I think it was like a four to three or five to three match going into the last 10 seconds. And she tried to do something, gave up some points. But um, Paige is right there. I, I believe she is. I believe out of all the girls we have, um, India Page will be the one that, that probably surprises a lot of people. I think she can compete for a national title. She is just a, she's a strong aggressive young lady and she loves shooting. She loves, she wants all the smoke with what all these kids say. So she's <laughs> always, about it, so. Um, you mentioned Mel at one, uh, 43. Where'd she go? To, uh, where'd she graduate from in Georgia? Uh, let me check real quick. It's a smaller, it's a smaller place. And I sometimes forget about it. Like, and, and it's not me being mean. It's just, I got so many girls to focus on. Oh yeah. I'm trying to make sure. Um, everybody gets taken care of. But if you give me one second here, I can tell you. I do know it was a smaller school. Like I said, she was a uh, literally one-time Georgia placer. I think she took fifth, mm-hmm. I want to say. And she took fifth in a legit weight class, though, because um, that was the year she placed. That's the year that Georgia had kind of – I think it was last year that Georgia had let every every girl that just entered wrestle, which is cool. I, I loved it. Like – Except some of those bottom brackets were, were way too big, but yeah, uh, it was it was you know to be honest with you and why why I have that subject up, it was awesome to see that much turnout for Georgia girls wrestling, and I think that Georgia girls wrestling needs to you know earn they they need to give Georgia girls wrestling some more respect. They got some hammers in there, some young ladies that are great. They got some young ladies like Alyssa, like Diana Holmes, who's at King. Um, and they just they get a bunch of really good girls, and I just don't think they have a lot of respect down here here right now. But I hope that you know the the powering state, the powering states of Georgia, like the the heads of Georgia, can see that and get excited because it's definitely growing. It's like Iowa. Iowa had like four hundred girls show up to their Iowa meet. Wow, and that's that's ridiculous. You know, I think for Georgia State's last year for females, they had about two seventy five, three hundred. And um, that shows me that it's growing and it's growing in a positive, good way because it's not just bodies. It's these girls can can battle. They can wrestle. 
Right. And you get to sit back and enjoy the show. Um, oh, Mel was from Westside High School, by the way. Is that Augusta or is that Macon? Uh, yeah, that's Augusta. Oh, wow. They, they, Greenbrier is up there, and they've shocked me with how, how impressive their program is. We've been to Greenbrier a couple times with, with Coach Epstein and all of them, man, and I, I love everything him and Coach Bradley and all those coaches are doing over there, man. Like, I am such big fans of Greenbrier. Uh, Greenbrier. Uh, they got a young lady, Jada Massa, who I'm just – I'm a fanboy of. Like, she's awesome. So, like, there's a lot of <laughs> – there are a lot of up and coming girls that program. He's they've grown it in I think a year or two from like seven to like thirty, and they got some hammers in there. Their coach takes them everywhere. He tries to take them to Fargo. They go to knockout. They go to all that stuff that they can. And I and I love that. That's how you really grow and build a program. He's got people, the men and the women team. Um, they got they got those guys and those girls bought into to his message and what he's doing. And and I think he truly is gonna gonna be on the come up on both programs here very, very soon. Well, I'm, I'm good. I'm in good friends with the Carrollton coaches and they've got a good wrestling program too. Yeah. Uh, I follow them a lot. So they've got some hammers over there. Um, looking uh, now the weight classes I noticed are different. Um, what are, what are the weight classes? I mean, you've mentioned some of them, but what are the weight classes for girls wrestling? 101, 109, 116, 123, 130, 136, 143, 155, 170, and 191. Okay. Um, I know they're a little bit different from uh, – I know uh, they just changed – well, a couple of years ago. They changed the high school uh, yep. classes. And I think they're different for women as well in high school now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think most high schoolers like at last I checked for Georgia, I think it was like 102, 116, that type of stuff. But with the plus two, everybody it, it's always different because everybody tells me about the plus two that everybody gets after Christmas. So I'm like, oh, it's not actually, you know, 102, it's 104. It's not actually 113, it's 115, like that type of stuff. Right. Um my my two cents on it is that I'm really hoping for NAIA at least for women's wrestling that they do add in another weight class and it's maybe a 235 weight class. Like um, there are a, a lot of young ladies who are at the 220s and the 235s and pure heavyweights in, in women's wrestling. And it's unfortunate because they don't necessarily get the same opportunities as some girls just because it it's a struggle to tell a young lady to cut 40 pounds to make a weight class. Like we right. don't even allow guys to do that in my personal right. opinion. So why are we making some of these young ladies who in high school, we do have a 220, we do have a pure heavyweight class. We even have a 215 class, I think for, for ladies um, in some areas and some States. Why my two cents is why are we making these girls come in and try to cut a bunch of weight to 91 and some of these girls that just don't get good offers just because they're, it's contingent on them making 91. Well, how are you going to tell a girl that's 235 pounds, but she's a Fargo national champ? She's not going to be able to wrestle in college because she can't cut the weight. Right. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I wish I knew the proper processes myself to, to get that on the table or get that on the floor. I know Juco for, for women's has a 235, and I know there's been a bunch of opens that have started implementing a 235. Um, but I really, really do hope that NCAA and NAIA wrestling wake up to that and understand how many good young ladies there are out there and, and make sure it's for the safety of the girls to, to not bring in a, a 235 or 225 or 230 and make them cut all the way to 91. 
um, it's it's just not going to work out the way everybody thinks. So I really hope they do add that weight class in. Um, so. That makes a lot of sense. Um, now, when is region or conference and nationals for you guys? Um, conference for us, I think, is February 17th, and then nationals is March 11th. So we get some time in between to uh, start to kind of figure some stuff out after conference. Hopefully get healthy with some of some of our weight classes as well. And where is conference for you guys? Conference is in Bowling Green, uh, Kentucky. It's at a neutral site. So we'll, we have uh, us, Indiana Tech, who we mentioned, Cumberland, who's number six, uh, Life, who's number two, um, St. Andrews, who's, who's receiving votes. Um, I think there's one more. Am I forgetting? Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, that's it. So there's, there'll be, uh, I think, five or six teams there this year um, that will compete. Uh, and like I said, that's at a neutral site. And then Nationals is in Jamestown, um, North Dakota. Yeah, Jamestown, North Dakota. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any more matches inside the state? After this weekend, uh, we have a home match on the on February 9th. We're bringing in um, we uh we're bringing in uh number six Cumberland. We've wrestled and dueled kind of most of their team before at the Cumberland duels. We bring them in, and we're bringing Limestone down. Um, and maybe Presbyterian will come to this one too. We we've extended the invitation. I know they're they're just trying to make sure their schedule is good. Um, but that's the last one we will have in the state for the women's and the men's. I think the last one they will have is on Saturday, which is their senior night against St. Thomas. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I've got some fun questions for you. Then I'll let you get out of here. Um, <laughs> being from the North, what is your favorite Southern saying? Oh, boy. Oh, I, I have one from the South that I heard when I got down here. You couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what's your favorite place to eat near Bruton Parker? Uh, dude, I am not going to lie to you. Uh, there's this place in Valdelia about 10 minutes. It's called Osaki's and it has the most bombest, uh, chicken teriyaki and rice bowls. And I'm probably going to go get one right now after this. Cause I'm hungry and it's lunchtime <laughs> uh, and the wontons, like it's a, it's a mini Chinese restaurant. Dude, it is awesome. Um, so, that sounds amazing. Yeah, man, you definitely, if you're ever up this way, you got to come try it. Like, I'm telling you, I will take you over there myself. Like, it is food. It is heaven in your mouth. That's awesome. Um, What is your favorite sports memory? A little go watching it on TV or the radio, and then in per- you've seen it in person. Uh, my favorite sports memory I watched, uh, I watched on TV was when New Orleans won the Super Bowl. Uh, I think in 2011 over uh, Peyton Manning that because I'm a huge once again, I'm a huge uh, Bayou fan because I was born and grew up in New Orleans. Um, I think the, the my most favorite memory was uh, when I took third. Uh, Omi actually gave me a hug. I joke with him all the time about it because um, Omi don't ever hug nobody. So he <laughs> gave me a hug after. And, uh, I think also with that, me winning my first state title under Coach Etheridge, um, he works, he's at Social Circle now. Um, he was my high school coach at Remus, which is crazy how he ended up down oh, here. Wow. Yeah, um, the world works in weird ways, but I think the first time I won that, when I definitely wasn't expected to, was was big for him, big for me. I was his first state champ. I was homie's first All-American. Um, those are great memories that will, I think, last a lifetime. So, Coach Etheridge is doing really good things over at Social. They just had a tough uh, second place uh, finish at state with Tryon. That, ooh, man. 
you gotta look, man. I got nothing but love for everybody at Social Circle and, and Coach Etheridge. He he treated me like his his one of his son. He's got five kids, so I was I was always thankful for that man and and everything he does. And I don't know what him and Coach O do, and even Coach Bernard at Reinhardt and what Kenny's doing, but they they instill something in you in you that makes you kind of just want to run through a wall for them. I still <laughs> haven't figured out what it is, but every time I wrestled for for one of them, I just wanted to run through a wall for them and. You know, hopefully one day I'll figure it out. So, but they're all doing great things right now. So, awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, I just lost track of my thoughts. Um, what is some advice you'd give to a first year wrestling coach? Um, be patient. Um, understand the process. Understand success don't doesn't happen overnight. And then, you know, take your time to really relax and enjoy your process as a young coach. Um, our jobs are great being coaches. We get to, I, I love my job. I get to wake up every day. I get to get paid for what I love to do. And I get to be passionate about it. And I get to hand down stuff to make it so that the next generation is better, whoever comes after me. And the, the best moment, I, you know, if I'm honest, I don't ever get, I never got this hyped up for my matches. I get more hyped up coaching matches than I do for my own wrestling matches. And it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. But I would say, you know, me and coach Kenny have had plenty of conversations and it's, it does get a f- little frustrating at time. You know, coach Kenny hasn't won one yet. And I'm like, dude, you gotta be patient with this group. He's setting his culture. He's taking his time. I think he will get one. Um, be patient, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey and realize like, Hey, this isn't an overnight thing. Um, and coming to the office and coming to your practices every day with the goal to get 1% better with anything you're doing. So awesome. Awesome. Um, well, coach, good luck to you this weekend uh, against um, in your matches. Uh, I know Reinhardt, um, I'm blanking. St. Uh, Reinhardt, St. Thomas, the... and then Life Duels. Right, right. I, I, I blanked on that. <laughs> I had a brain moment. Um, oh, my last question. Have you ran across, and this is kind of a selfish question because I am visually impaired. Have you ran across any visually impaired wrestlers in your coaching career? A couple. Um, I've ran across a couple that were blind. I've ran across across a couple that were goggles. Um, I am nearsighted, actually. I'm not saying that's a visually impaired type thing where I just have to squint whenever I'm trying to look at a clock. Um, I have. There is definitely a market for them. They definitely can go to the next level and compete. Um, obviously the rules are a little bit different to someone who's blind or visually impaired, but, um, it's the same thing, man. I've seen plenty of, plenty of people like that do great work. There's a documentary somewhere on a Lehigh wrestler who was visually impaired and he was a, a, a national runner up in division one. So, um, wrestling, it doesn't discriminate. It's if you, if you want to work hard and you want to do it, um, no matter what you got, no matter if you're, you're smart, dumb, big, fat you know, ugly, oh, like yeah. me, not ugly. Um, you can do it. So it, it's a great sport in that regard. I wrestled for seven years in uh, middle school and high school. And I wrestled a little bit in college at uh, Gordon state with, with their club, but yeah, I, I, it was a blast and I loved it. And I was just yeah, curious. Man. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I, I can't, it's, it's, you come across them and it's, it's always fun to watch. Um, I try to tell most people that wrestling is primarily 50 to 60% feel. So mm-hmm. it, it, it is the same thing. Like I even catch myself when I wrestle sometimes closing my eyes when I wrestle. Um, and it's, if you watch wrestling, a lot of people will say, Hey, when we shoot and stuff, sometimes we'll close our eyes and just let the field do the work. 
Um, so yeah, I've I've seen a couple visually impaired uh, wrestlers, and they uh, I've seen a couple of them that were legit too. That I kind of would have been like, okay, this is a problem for me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely definitely a field for it. Awesome. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking time with, out for an interview today, and um, good luck this weekend. And um, is there any way, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, not, not really, man. If, if if you're listening, we would really appreciate if you gave us a follow on our social media, PPC Men and Women Wrestling. We have a Facebook, Instagram page um, to keep up with all the results. Um, we do fundraisers. We do giveaways. We do all that type of stuff. If you – if any coaches thinking about trying to get a young lady, a young man recruited, um, please feel free to reach out to me through our social media. Um, we're always interested in getting uh, young men and young women to the next level here at Bloom Parker to grow as people, uh, grow in the, in the classroom, grow in terms of their faith, and, uh, and grow and just be better people. So if anyone out there is, is listening to this and you don't got some offers, come, come call me or Coach Kenny. We'll be happy to get you an offer and get you squared away and get you to the next level. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Coach Devon. Um, y'all have a, you have a great one. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show, and go Barons. Awesome. Go Barons. All right. Later. Next up on the podcast, the head wrestling coach of the Temple Tigers, Coach John Garner. Hey, Coach Garner. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I figured we could start off the podcast by talking a little bit about who you are and how you ended up as the wrestling coach at Temple High School. Uh, absolutely. So I grew up um, here locally, went to Mount Zion High School, wrestled there. Um, and just honestly fell in love with the sport. Once I left and went off and uh, got my degree in teaching um, after uh, about, I think it was like six to eight years working um, in loss prevention and um various different settings. So I decided that I wanted to, to kind of give back. So I went to school, got my teaching degree, and fresh out of college, I got my first job at Rockmart Middle School, and there was actually an opening for a high school wrestling coach. So oh, wow. I was there for four and a half years because I actually got hired um, there in January. And then I got uh, I came on down to Carrollton to get a little closer to home. Uh, I was there a year and then took a high school job back over at – uh, Noonan High School. So I was there for, uh, it was an amazing experience, learned a ton. I actually got to, to coach with a, a guy that's now the head coach up at Lumpkin High School, his name is Sean Haig, who's actually the number one recruit in the country back in 96. Oh, wow. Um, so that was, too. do what? Lumpkin's pretty good too. Yeah, they're, they're solid. Um, they've definitely got a story, you know, past there. So um, it was a great fit for him. Left Noonan. Um, so yeah, I came back this way. Uh, we had a, I've got a rather large family and we had had our last baby and she was a little premature. So I want to be closer to home. So I came back this way and landed here at Temple and this is my, my second year here and we're, um, we're doing great things and the kids are really latching on and it's, it's a very exciting time here at Temple High School. Um, when you were at Rockmark, was Drew Lindsay there? And who was there? For yeah, the Drew. Day? Drew was actually my assistant. Um, he uh, he came in. He was, um, I think he was in his senior year at Jacksonville State, and uh, his dad Keith Lindsay, uh, who was one of my mentors, and he's a he's an amazing guy. Uh, Keith um, really showed me the ropes as a young coach, and kind of showed me the things to do and not to do, and he taught me the trick of boiling a frog. <laughs> 
So that that was that's kind of been a staple of um, everywhere I've been. I've been able to build um, large programs. Um, you know, whenever I got to Rockmark, the program had kind of fallen off, and I think we had about maybe five or six kids. And um, you know, before I left, we had forty plus there in the high school program. Our middle school program there was doing great. Um, kind of took that level of success to Carrollton and then to Noonan. And then of course here, um, you know, just, just bringing on coaches that that's one thing Keith told me was to always bring on people that know more than you do and surround yourself by, you know, by good, positive people. And that's what I've been able to do. And, um, and we're, you know, we're starting to see some success here at Temple that, um, you know, we've had some, we've had two state champions come through here, Xavier Gomez and John Austin Robinson who were very solid wrestlers here. And actually John Austin is one of our coaches. Um, but until last year, there really wasn't a, a full team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year we actually placed um, at the area duels, which was the first time in school history that had ever happened. And then this year uh, the kids actually pulled the number one seed. Uh, we actually ended up wrestling in the finals against Harrelson County that we had beaten two weeks prior which is where we had secured the number one seed. And uh, we ended up falling to them. And then uh, I think the lights may have gotten a little bright for us. So we uh, ended up wrestling true second against Bremen that night and placed third. Um, but again, the kids the kids are learning every single day. And that's the thing that I'm you know, kind of the most excited about here is you know, not only the, the fact that they're learning, but also the fact that we're, we're starting to get deep. Um, we had our wrestle-offs yesterday actually for this weekend for area. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had, I think it was four or five matches that were close. Like our backups are even starting to get to the point that they're challenging our starters. So I think we're on the cusp of something great. And uh, I know the kids are going to continue to, to grind it out. Um, we actually, you know, just had that conversation yesterday of it's this time of the season. We all wake up questioning what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're not doing that, you're not going hard enough. So the front of our shirt says Temple Tigers Wrestling Embrace the Grind because that's what it is. Nice. Um, now, um, do you do you guys have all weight classes or are you missing any weight classes? Or? No, we do. We're we're full. We uh, got six through 285. Nice. Um, I guess we can go ahead and highlight some of your seniors and your other standouts if you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. Um, Kind of the the great thing about this group of kids, um, well, one of the great things about this group of kids is they're so young. Um, you know, last year we lost <coughs> three seniors. Uh, this year we've lost, or we're going to be losing two seniors. We're going to be losing Andrew William Dyke, who wins three quarters of his matches, and last year was in the blood. So he's our starting thir- one thirty two pounder. Uh, so he's going to um, you know, he'll graduate this year, and I'm expecting big things from him this upcoming these next three weekends then I've got Tay Freeman. Uh, Tay was actually in the band when he was in school up in Atlanta. And then when he transferred here to Temple, his sophomore, no, I'm sorry, his junior year, we ended up pulling him um, or the coaches ended up pulling him onto the football field. And then I had him in class and they was able to get him out uh, to come out and wrestle. And now he's one of the the highest ranked uh, heavyweights, um, you know, in this area. And we're, uh, we're expecting big things out of him. Um, but you know, the great thing of this group is we've got 34 kids in the room right now and two are seniors. Nice. Yeah. So we've really young. 
Yeah, I was looking. Well, it really works that, um, you know, we've been able to bring on, um, run on a couple of new coaches this year, and we've, we've been able to kind of spread them out and, and work with the kids individually. So those young kids that really aren't coming to us with a ton of knowledge, um, if any at all, we're able to, you know, individualize that instruction. So that's been great. Um, but, yeah, some of the other um, – well, just kind of to go through basically our starting lineup, that's okay. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah. Awesome. We've got um, at 106. We got Brooklyn Worthington. Uh, she'll end up. Um, I mean, she's she's won about 50 percent of her matches this year. Brand new wrestler. She's a freshman. She's actually a catcher on our softball team. Nice. And she is. Um, you know, we're expecting big things uh, from her at the both this weekend at Region as well as at the girls uh, sectional tournament because she's made that choice to do the girls bracket once we get past this weekend. Mm-hmm. 113, we got Eli Wollum. He wrestled in middle school. Um, hadn't really wrestled in high school. He's a junior now. Uh, but he made that cut from 26 to 13 for us. And he's, um, you know, he's he's doing great. Um, I think in our region, if I'm looking at the numbers right, it looks like we're going to have maybe two, maybe three kids. Uh, so he's already qualified for sectionals. Um, but uh, I definitely think he should be able to to go nose to nose with the kid over at Bremen that beat us uh, about two weeks ago. Um, Twenty, uh, not really ready to to throw that out there yet because we're still um, we're still shuffling a little bit there. But uh, twenty six is uh, Brandon Turpin. Brandon was our state qualifier last season. Um, he was at I can't remember if he was a six or thirteen last year. No, he's at six because Zoe was at thirteen. Um, but he is. Uh, He's a 26-pounder. He's expecting you know, big things from him. 32, like, like says Andrew William Dyke. 138 is actually uh, Caleb Chandler. Caleb's a sophomore. Last year, we had a, an unfortunate accident right before the area tournament, so he wasn't able to make the area tournament, which, um, you know, we hated that he didn't get that experience. But um, you know, he, he would have been a state qualifier last year, but we're expecting that this year. Um, 45. Probably, probably one of the most technical, technically minded kids that I've ever been around. Um, Jackson Gresham is, you know, full of energy, and um, his his whole, his older brother wrestled for Caleb Hanna when Caleb was here, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he did he did some good stuff. I think he was a match away from um, being a state qualifier his senior year, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, Jackson's a sophomore, and um, he's uh, he's looking pretty solid at 45. Um, so 152, a uh, name that is, um, pretty much everybody in this area knows is Bradrick Bennett. Um, Bradrick last year, again, was in the blood round. He is, uh, pound for pound. I would put him up against just about anybody. He is, he's an ox. I mean, he is strong. Um, and he's really, he's really started to listen. He's really, you know, become a, uh, a student of the game. Um, you know, he, whenever we're, Going through a match a couple times, I've had to actually tell him keep going because when he when he hears me yell something, he'll stop and he'll look back like, "What are you saying?" And you know, seeing that level of coachability in a kid that has that level of ability mm-hmm. is pretty exciting. I bet. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was a. Uh, um, if I'm not mistaken, his freshman year as a state qualifier uh, last year as well was in the blood round, and then this year actually was a region champ last year, our only region champ last year, and then. Um, you know, works. He'll be the number one seed going in uh, this this weekend. Uh, let me see. One sixty 
I've got sorry about that. Um, oh, 160, I've got Andon Flots. Uh, Andon was a state qualifier for us last year. And, um, you know, he came up wrestling through USA in the middle school. And so he's got quite a bit of experience. He's a football player as well. But, uh, you know, he's coming in. Um, it's 70, 170. We've got uh, Xander Barty. Xander actually is a football player that decided to come out this year. And um, he actually latched on to uh, cross country. You know, um, into the end of the school year last year, I was talking to Mr. Grimm and our principal about just kind of, you know, where, where the needs were in the school. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we really need to, you know, revive our cross country program. And I told my wrestlers, I said, look, you got one or two choices. You're all going to be in the weight room, but you're either playing football or you're doing cross country. Nice. And I had 12 wrestlers that have been running since August. Nice. And that has been, that's been a game changer this season because there have been teams that are more technical than us, mm-hmm. but they're not going to, they, they will not outlast us. Um, there's been kids that I'll look out there and, you know, they're, you know, 195 pounds and rocked up. And I'll look at my 82 pounder, or my 70 pounder, or 95, and I'll say, all right, let's get them to the third. Yep. So uh, you know, sometimes that's, that's part of it. Um, who's got the biggest heart, the biggest lungs. So uh, anyway, so yeah, Xander, um, he's a new kid to the starting lineup um, this year. But uh, he's doing pretty solid. Um, Scotty Taylor, um, he's our 82. He actually, so Scotty wrestled for me and, uh, when he was in middle school. And uh, then, um, you know, I made the transition over here to the high school. And um, Scotty was, you know, Scotty and his family ended up, um, you know, they were actually moving back towards this area because it's where they were from. So I've had the privilege of being with Scotty now for three years. And, um, just that kid is, he played football this year, um, just kind of test himself. And he is, he, he gets out there and when he's rolling around initially, he doesn't look like somebody that, that's going to make you regret wrestling him. Uh, but he does by the end of the match. Um, and it's been, it's been really exciting watching him compete. Uh, he's got this, uh, he's got a move or two that he's kind of perfected. He's got several others that he's, that he's working on just like all of us, but, He's he's dangerous. Um, the uh, the mistake that I made early in my career is sleeping on the kids that don't walk up walk out there looking rocked up, you know, past the singlet. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, he's definitely one of those kids of um, he's gonna sneak up on some people. So it's pretty exciting watching him do that. Uh, Aiden Carroll, he's our one ninety five. Um, Aiden's a young kid. Um, he's actually the cousin of John Austin Robinson, one of our uh, state champions, and. Aiden's been, um, you know, a big asset to our room and who comes in works hard every day. And, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping he has a great weekend. Um, Ashton Jordan is our 220. Ashton was a qualifier last year and, um, he actually ended up, um, he was taking care of some, some stuff, you know, first semester, but ends up coming back in, uh, first semester and has been with us since won his wrestle off yesterday. He, his was, was one of the ones that was pretty tightly contested. Nice. And uh, so he's, you know, he's looking forward to to going into the weekend, um, with a pretty high seed. I mean, he's beat some kids that are, that are solid. So we're excited for that. And then, of course, two eighty five is my senior Tay Freeman. And then, of course, I've got. Um, sorry, I'm running through all of them in my head here, talking kind of fast. But oh, um, 
in my girls lineup, um, I've got McKenna Leach, I got Haley McElhannon, um, I've got Sarah Pack, and I've got Broken Worthington. And all four of these girls have, you know, they put in the time. Sarah, Haley, and McKenna all ran cross country for me. Uh, so they got out there, they got in shape, they, you know, they, they've made their weight and they continue to get better each and every day. And all four of them have obviously already qualified for sectionals. So, you know, I'm expecting to to have a couple more girls go to the state tournament. Um, you know, last year we had just because, well, the kids earned it, but because the way just kind of everything shaked out with sectionals, we actually ended up getting 13 boys and seven girls through the tournament last season oh, wow. uh, to the to the state tournament. So all of our girls went. Uh, it was almost a full girls team again, first time in school history. And we actually ended up hiring a full-time girls coach this year, which was awesome. Coach Williams has done great with them. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. And then we've got we got another nine to twelve kids um, that are you know they're in the bullpen. They're 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 ready for next year and they're ready to to fill in. I don't have a weight class that I know I'm losing a kid in next year that I don't have a kid that's jacked up and ready to go. I actually had four kids. Yesterday, stay after practice, the JV kids that had lost a uh, wrestle-off, and they stayed after practice and was asking me about uh, summer camps and what they could do to get better. So, you know, anytime that you've got a group of kids that is that hungry, it's pretty exciting. That's fun to see. That's really fun to see. <clears throat> um, you talked about them running cross-country. I learned that was a, a big thing. Um, I ran cross-country and then ran track, so I, I, I realized – that helped me out a lot when I was wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I had never, I had never done cross country before. And, you know, when I first started it, I kind of had that mentality of, well, this is probably going to be the easiest sport out there to coach. Cause you just take them out and say, run, but there's God, there's so much more to it. Um, and luckily I'm in an area that I was surrounded by some pretty great coaches in the region that uh, kind of stepped up and, and helped me out and learning, you know, how to, how to get the kids to improve every day. And yeah, it is, it's absolutely fed our program and it's exciting to see, um, you know, usually by this time of the season, the kids are exhausted, but a lot of them are talking about like they fell in love with running too. So they're talking about, you know, running distance for track or, you know, just, just doing other things and staying active because the, the best thing for these kids academically and athletically is just keeping them busy. I like seeing that as a lover of running and wrestling. I, I love seeing kids getting after it uh, for the endurance and the wrestling part. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, you mentioned your coaches earlier. Let's highlight some of your other coaches that you've got on the staff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Malik Henry uh, has been with me now for two years. Uh, Malik's actually the assistant band director here and is also one of our math teachers. He actually wrestled at Hiram, uh, came on, does a great job. This year, he actually hit the weight room in the off season probably put on about 25 pounds of muscle. So, you know, this time last year, I probably would have locked up with him. I don't know about now. <laughs> um, so he actually gets in there and rolls with the kids every day, which is, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, he's done great things. We've got, uh, coach Maurice Williams, uh, him and his wife. So Paige Williams came over and she's teaching with us now. And, um, I actually saw in front of the school back during pre-planning, and I was like, hey, would you be interested in coming on board to help us? So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, Coach Williams has has been a great asset. He's uh, been working with the entire team, but kind of his focus is the girls. 
So he's done, you know, he's, he, had, he didn't wrestle before he was a basketball guy, but he's really catching on and has already signed off for, for next year. So that's, you know, that's going to be great. Of course, John Austin Robinson, he hasn't been able to be in the room a lot this year because he's been on the road quite a bit. Uh, but they, uh, you know, anytime you get a state champion in the room, that's, that's going to, you know, increase the caliber of your program. Oh yeah. Um, we've got, um, coach, uh, Charles Coleman. He's actually a Navy officer. Um, he's one of the local recruiters and he's come in and, um, you know, he is signed on to, to uh, you know, to be with us this year. And he actually wrestled at Pepper all four years and is a wrestler through and through. And he goes down and rolls with the guys and is, he's as intense as I am. Nice. So, you know, that has been awesome. And then, we brought on a guy this year. His name's Kyler James. Kyler actually wrestled for me for four years down at Noonan High School uh, with me and Coach Haig. And um, he's actually a kid that I pulled out of my advisement class, a 98-pound kid his freshman year. <laughs> wrestled for us. He was a multi-time state qualifier and um, you know, area placer. And um, he actually decided to come back closer to home from Jack State. And I asked him, I was like, hey, would you be interested in going to West Georgia and coming on staff? He's like, Coach, I, I love that. So he jumped in with our middle school this year, and, you know, that was – he did great with the middle school. We've got to work on getting more numbers out, but he did great with them, and he's also in the room with us. And having his tall, lanky tail, you know, six foot two, six foot three, hundred 132 pounds now, Jeez. having him getting there, he, he will cradle you from anywhere at any time. <laughs> um, believe me, like the kid literally tried to cradle me his senior year in my classroom. So – Anytime, anywhere, he'll credit you. So having, you know, having that youth in the room is fantastic. And then um, for our junior program, I've actually got a guy by the name of Bronson Sargent. Um, he is actually a – God, I don't want to get his rank, his rank incorrect. I believe he's a first sergeant. Um, but he – his kids are little, and he's actually been – he's the head coach of our junior program and has partnered with Cody Chapman and um, our rec department – and it's really built up. I mean, we've got 30 plus kids that are under eight. Oh, wow. In our junior program. Yeah. Like I said, we really got to beef up our middle school numbers, but the numbers everywhere else are, are looking great. Um, you know, Temple Wrestling is is definitely headed in the right direction. Um, and, you know, I honestly, it, it's you show the, you know, the kids that um, you're willing to do kind of what it takes to, to build a program and just sit down and have those conversations of um, go back to one of my professional developments of, you know, explaining the why, all right, why is it that I got irritated at you that you just looked into a house, you know, stuff like that. And just, just really kind of building them up and pulling them along and um, that type of stuff. And the kids passion for the sport and their love for the sport. It so that we can get through the parts of the sport that just suck. I mean, this time of year, all of us, as I said earlier, we're all dragging to get out of the bed in the morning. You know, we've been last year, we had been shut down to, at this point. We had been shut down two times for two different weeks. And actually that hurt us going into area last year. Mm. Our kids had been doing great all year. Then we get to area and we got shellacked. I mean, we still did great. We still had, you know, several state qualifiers, but the light seemed really, really bright because we had come off of two weeks. You can't be out wrestling for two weeks in the area. Right. So 
that's what I'm excited about. I'm going to knock on wood right now and say that we're good right now. All the kids are healthy and they're in the room. We're all on weight. Um, I haven't had a kid this year bust weight one time, um, which has allowed us to, you know, put some hardware up in the room. So they've, they've definitely, they've had a great year. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you mentioned the, uh, girls sectional. Um, now I know this weekend it's at Bremen. Yeah. This weekend's at Bremen sectionals for boys and girls next week is at Lake Point Arena up in Cartersville. It's a huge baseball complex. Um, and then of course state is the following weekend down in Macon. Now our matches aren't until I think Friday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and it's a little different this year because, uh, GHSA to just kind of condense the state tournament a little bit. Cause it was like four days last year, actually the last couple of years is now going to be, um, only the top, uh, six out of each sectionals advance. Okay. So whenever you get, I'm assuming basically what'll happen is whenever you get to, this state tournament, um, the one and two seeds will get a bye um, in the round of 16. So uh, that's going to be a little different. Um, so I told the kids, you know, it's uh, the the stakes are definitely up this year. So we're going to have to get in and make sure every single match matters. I said I got – I live in – I actually live in Cartersville. So hopefully I can get out there and watch you guys wrestle. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, shoot me a text later and I'll give you the – where we'll be but yeah it should be it should be a great day um i've had a couple of a couple of people tell me about you know um you know with some of our more experienced guys kind of who we're going to match up with with sectionals um of course we've got so of the of the teams that were at state duels six of the eight are in our sectional yikes um of course we had actually made it this year uh with where we placed in region we made it to sectional duels mm-hmm. we had actually made it last year and that was the first time the school had ever been there. But we got quarantined. We were COVID quarantined. Mm. So we didn't get to go last year. We got to go this year. Uh, won our first state-level uh, match. Uh, beat Washington. I think it was like 63-6 to six or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we ended up losing to Toombs County, who is solid. It's a South yeah. Georgia wrestling school. So Yes, they're good. Um, and then, of course, Toombs and lost by six. And then Fannin ends up taking fourth. So – um, we've seen a lot of high caliber wrestlers and we've specifically traveled a little this year. Like we actually went up to Lumpkin and we had Lumpkin, Fannin and Banks scheduled on one night and Ooh. we had a couple of our kids. I went to the coaches. I said, all right, who's your toughest kids? I'm a, I'm a bump to those kids. Cause I want our kids to see the caliber that we're going to see at the state tournament. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we took our lumps and we learned from them and every program needs a humbling night. And that was our night. Uh, but it, uh, watching the kids rebound, you know, watching, uh, Bradrick come back and, uh, actually went, uh, he won the Mount Zion tournament, which, uh, somebody was telling me that was the first time in like 20 years. It was kind of cool being a, you know, a former Mount Zion wrestler that, uh, you know, one of my kids came back and, and won that, but, um, yeah, that, that was super cool. And, um, it was, it's been exciting building on to what Kayla built here for five years and what the coaches had done, um, you know, in years past, because it's kind of a, it's a, it's a culture thing. Um, and it's, you can't really build a program unless you have the support of the community. And it's clear based on our numbers that the coaches that were here before the coaches that are here now, you know, they built that foundation and now we're just building a house. Um, 
I do have to give a shout out to my high school that got second to Love It, which I I, I claim they got first to private school. So you know, Woodward um, <laughs> County, they're on the rise. So I had to shout out them. You but, said Wood- Woodward. Oglethorpe uh, County. Oh yeah, they actually won it last year. Yeah, they should have won it this year if if Love It hadn't have been there. But you know, yes. <laughs> I I don't want to get. Okay, I'll get on my soapbox. Private should have their own. I'm... Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of an flyer rule. Um, you know, we're we're going to be in a completely different region next year. Um, I think Bremen. I don't know if they're staying two or going three, but there's a lot of schools that are going to be sent. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, we get a lot of schools going up because of that multiplier rule. We're actually going down to one A, right? Um, you know, everybody was all excited about one A because there seems to be this misunderstanding of oh, one A means it's easier. I was like, oh nope. no, Chattooga's nope. there, uh, Tryon's there, like, dogs are still there. So we, for that reason, um, November I think it's eighteenth. Um, I've actually called and sent out email blast. We've got. Of the schools that are in single A, if they have placed either in traditional or in duels in the last three years, if they have placed in the top four, mm-hmm. um, they're coming to a traditional tournament at our place that uh, that weekend um, right before Thanksgiving, kind of early season, um, just to kind of get all the top dogs in one gym beginning of the season so we can all kind of see where we're at. And, uh, you know... <laughs> We may walk away bleeding, but we'll walk away learning a little bit. You know, you got to worry about trying. You got Chatuga. And now, are y'all the smaller aid or the bigger aid? Um, I think we're the, let me think. No, I think we're the bigger one because uh, Mount Zion Bowden are in the other one. I think Oglethorpe is in the bigger A. I think. Yeah, that, unfortunately, at this point, I, I haven't got all those, uh, all those new ones memorized. I'm trying to power through these next three weeks and then start i've already started scheduling but you know just trying to look forward and see what it's going to look like next year i'm not trying to stress myself out too much right now i think lamar and Hurd and sly county are in there with you guys i think so sly actually went oh, they moved out they did uh so it's going to be us is it chatsworth or crawford crawford us crawford um, which is like two and a half hours from us. Yeah. Us, Crawford, Heard, Lamar. Um, that's it. It's a four-team region. So literally next year, uh, the region match will be just establishing seeds because right. everybody, the entire team will qualify. Um, I saw Heard at or uh, Lamar at state this year, double A. So there, you got yeah. You got, well, <laughs> I was talking to actually me and the coach there. We go way back, and uh, when I was at Rockmore, he was at South Paulding, and um, he's actually the AD there now. And uh, he said they're graduating quite a bit. And, you know, Coach is really a sandbagger. But he he's going to be able to get the kids to where they need to be. But they're definitely graduating a lot of their top talent. Um, but, you know, Heard is – Coach is doing a, a great job over there. You know, they, um, they actually snuck up this year. And at the sectional – or the area duels, they beat Bremen – um, yeah. like they, they went on a four match run right there at their heavies and ended up coming out, um, it was like three or four points. I think ended up beating Bremen. I mean, it was a shock to the entire gym, but I mean, coaches, I think he's got 12 of the 14 weight classes. Um, yeah, Jimmy's doing a, he's doing a, a bang up job over there. And 
um, you know, it, it's, it's exciting to see, you know, as a competitor and as a coach, um, it's, it's awesome to be able to look around at the local schools and see that everybody is increasing the caliber in their rooms. Oh, yeah. um, you know, every Carroll County school this year and last year made it to state sectionals. Um, we've got, you know, Rockmart right down the road that is coming off, you know, back-to-back state titles. Um, mm-hmm. and probably vying for another one here in a couple of weeks, and I'm very <laughs> proud of Drew and the kids for that. And, you know, Bremen had a little bit of a lull um, the last year or two just with, um, just with being banged up. And, I mean, anytime you got Tony Armas in the room, all you need is seven. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, they've got a phenomenal middle school program. I mean, we actually ran the middle school tournament this year. And, I mean, there was a ton of kids. We had some out with COVID. But there was a ton of kids in the local area that are, you know, jacked up and excited about wrestling. And that's, you know, at, like I said, a, a, as a coach, you know, you, you, you get excited about seeing your room build. But just as somebody who loves the sport, um, it's exciting to, to look across, whether it's, you know, Nick White over at Carrollton hosting the, the junior kids, you know, for matches or the middle school or the high school and even the JV kids, it's Georgia wrestling. And I said it the other day, you know, people want to look and say, you know, Georgia wrestling isn't, um, you know, that good or whatever. Um, My buddy Tony over at Ola put together some numbers the other day and who is, they're not looking at statistics in the last five to six years. Nope. We're, We're putting kids in college left and right. We've got kids in the finals of national tournaments left and right. And that just goes to show how good, you know, the parents are doing, coaches are doing with keeping kids engaged with the sport and just the general community that we're building around wrestling here in Georgia is, is amazing. Well, just, just look at Northwest Georgia. I mean, we've already mentioned, you've got Trine, you've got Chatuga, you've got Rotmart, you've got Woodland, you've got Cass, you've got you yeah. guys, you've got Hurd, you've got Carrollton, yep. Freeman. I mean, Central. sorry if I'm missing anybody, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's huge over here. Yep. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It is very, very, very exciting. And um, there's been a bunch of coaches. Harrelson County is another one. You know, they're coming off oh, yeah. back-to-back area door <clears throat> champions. And um, they've got a, a great staple of kids there. And um, Don't let so – I realize I miss uh, – I forgot his name. <laughs> over at Harrelson? Yeah, don't let him uh, – Don't let Supreme. him uh, remember – or realize I forgot his team over here, so <laughs> – no, he has done a he's done a, a great job over there. Um, him and uh, Nick White were there together for several years, and um, Coach Supreme has taken the taking the bull by the horns and has definitely run with it. And they've got they got some studs in their lineup, so it's going to be exciting this weekend to just kind of see where everybody um, where everybody lands and try to get as many kids through as we can. I asked Coach Supreme of this last week, and I'll ask you this: What is it like? Standing uh, in the standing in the corner across the way from uh, somebody as legendary as Tony Armas. <laughs> That's a great question. Tony is um, Tony is one of the most passionate um, and unique coaches that I've ever been around. Um, just watching him um, during a match pick apart the other wrestler, pick apart his own guy, and what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong seeing those talks in the corner that he has with his guys after the match, seeing the intensity. I mean, I've been around Tony now and even when I was in high school. So, you know, I've been watching the level of his intensity for a long time. Uh, Coach Armas has got um, 
nothing but respect coming from me. Um, he's uh, he is definitely a force to be reckoned with when he's across the mat. But he will do anything he needs to do um, to be there for you if uh, if you need him. He actually has run two different camps for me in my career. Uh, once it actually may have been both when I was at Rockmart. Um, but he, the stuff that he teaches is not. I mean, he's got a lot of kind of complicated stuff that he teaches, but a lot of it is just good old fashioned, you know, hard nosed wrestling that his guys are going to have the reps in uh, that it takes to beat you. And and you better you better figure out what it takes because if you show up unprepared, you will wind up on your back. Awesome, awesome. Um, let's get back to you as a wrestler in high school and your time at Mount Zion. Um, what got you into wrestling there and like? How good of a wrestler were you? I mean, uh, so I actually thought I'd, I'd been around wrestling quite a bit um, whenever I was younger. My uh, couple of my cousins had actually uh, won some state titles up in North Forsyth. And um, so I actually kind of moved around a bit. So I had missed some eligibility, but ended up wrestling um, at Mount Zion. I, I was not that good. Um, you know, we had a, a tiny team. I had um, I was surrounded by some guys that you know, did some stuff. We had uh, Noah Roberts. Um, who was a two-time placer, um, but they did great things. Actually, my younger brothers um, were far better wrestlers than I was. Uh, my brother Calvin, um, you know, he he ended up wrestling a couple years in high school. Uh, my brother Jeffrey, uh, actually Jeffrey and Jeremy, um, they were they were really good. Um, actually, Jeffrey was a, I think a two-time state placer. Um, <laughs> you can definitely tell when we get together. Um, for holidays and stuff like that, there were a bunch of old wrestlers because we're all like walking around holding our backs and our knees, and <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's fun to kind of see. I mean, literally. So I'm the oldest of six kids, and all of us uh, were involved. You know, my mom was the was the team mom in the stands with that oh, wow. huge camcorder on her shoulder. Um, you know, she's the mom that when I got knocked out, we wrestled Atlanta Jewish Academy. Um, you hear on the camera yelling. Uh, get up, Garner, get up. And then you see the camera go sideways when she realized that I was knocked out cold. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, my both my sisters were managers or mat maids, and then all four of the boys wrestled. So we uh, – I'm a far better coach than I ever was uh, an athlete <laughs> um, just because I've been surrounded by um, guys like Sean Haig and Mike Mason at Carrollton and uh, Michael Cleek and, um, you know, Armis and – the Lindsay's and, um, you know, down at uh, Noonan, uh, the Morgans, you know, being around Jim Morgan, who's a recent Hall of Famer inductee, um, just teaching, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from him was, you know, just the patience, just the, you know, they're not going to get it overnight. You know, just keep keep working and keep chipping away little by little and they'll get there. But, uh, you know, just like I said earlier, listening to Keith Lindsay uh, all those years ago, telling me how to boil a frog and telling me, how to how to build up a program, um, you know, Rockmart is legendary, and they've won. At when I was there, they had won before I got there. They had won more state titles than any other program, and of course, Collins Hill and Woodward have probably caught them by this point. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, it's been a pretty cool career. Um, you know, I'm I'm at the back end of my coaching career now, uh, which is kind of weird to say. Um, I'm actually in the next couple years going to make that move into administration, but I'll, I'll never leave the sport. I'll, I'll find a way to, to stay involved, whether that's, you know, officiating when I can or um, helping run some USA program somewhere. But um, 
for right now, though, I'm a simple tiger, and I'm loving every minute of it. Awesome, awesome. What years were you guys at uh, Mount Zion? Uh, so I was at Mount Zion 97 to 01. Uh, Jeremy, Jeffrey, and Calvin would have been – God, they would have been – 99 through about 2010. Okay. Because um, there was a lot of us. Um, when I, I went to the Academy for the Blind for a year, I think it was 08, the fall of 08 to 09. And we saw you guys at area up at Gordon Lee that year. Okay. I, um, somebody gave me a pair of Mount Zion shorts. <laughs> nice. I was like, that was a prize possession for me for a while because I was like, yeah, this, this, these look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't remember anybody on the team from that tournament, but I just remember hanging out with you guys. Yeah, they uh, it's some really cool guys, and it's always been um, you know, anytime we're at a tournament, um, I'll always go up and shake their hands, and you know, because chances are I know their older siblings. I mean, I grew up there, so mm-hmm. I know their older siblings or their dads or you know uncles or whoever, and it's it's kind of cool to to see those kids coming up. Actually, there's a kid, uh, Malzahn Stud. I think he's 26. He may even be 20 now. Um, and I can't remember his name right off the top of my head right now, but uh, he's Caleb Stud, and he honestly should win it this year. I actually wrestled with his older brother, Chris Lewis. I'm sorry, no, his his uncle, um, Chris Lewis, who's actually a cop now down in Noonan. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of cool to always go back home. And uh, that was the exciting thing about coming back to Carroll County is, you know, I'd been gone for 12, 13 years. I always lived here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're coaching and teaching – two sports a year and teaching AP classes and stuff like that, you know, you stay busy and you never really get back home, home. But now, you know, I run into people in the community all the time that, you know, I've known since we were kids. So it's, it's very exciting to be back here, you know, very close to home. And, you know, my parents are 10 minutes down the road and my house is 10 minutes the other way. And it's, it's pretty great. Awesome. Nice. Um, You said you were a two sport coach. Uh, You say cross country is the other sport. Well, (laughs) Yeah, so actually in my career, so when I started at Rock Mart, I did middle school track and uh, high school wrestling. Then when I was at Carrollton, um, I actually was a uh, interim volleyball coach. Uh, the uh, legendary coach, Casey Austin there, uh, she actually started the program there, at the volleyball program there at Carrollton. So I stepped in, and that was my first experience coaching an all-girls team. And it was, um, to say it was a humbling experience would be speaking lightly. Um <laughs> But it taught me so much about how to coach, you know, young ladies. And being a father of four girls, I've got five kids, four girls and a boy. And it kind of taught me a lot, not only about coaching girls, but about being a father too. Um, so that was amazing. Um, and then I was at I was at Noonan. I was the head boys lacrosse coach for two years. Um, and when I took that job, I'm pretty sure I knew more about speaking Mandarin Chinese than I knew about lacrosse. <laughs> so... <laughs> Did that for two years, but again, that was one of those situations of just going out and building relationships with kids, getting them out, and then having other coaches that you know that knew so much more about the sport. Um, and then let me think, what else? So left there, and then when I got here, of course, did cross country, um, and I've you know did like rec football and and stuff like that, just kind of helping at like rec soccer, which. Um, I, I still, to this day, I have a lot of respect for soccer coaches. Cause I'm like, I can't, I cannot get excited about, Hey, run and kick that ball and then run back to <laughs> a complete opposite direction. Five seconds later. I know there's so much more to that sport than that. And I got a lot of respect for it. I just don't understand it. So what would you, if you were had to coach 
anything other than wrestling, what would you rather, Coach? And what do you feel like you're best at? Oh, it's tough. Um, I love baseball. Um, however, the commitment level that baseball is – it's very, very, very hard as a, you know, as a football coach to do another sport that demands as much as, you know, football does. Well, baseball is the same way in this area. Um, it, it takes so much time. So I really love baseball. I, you know, I grew up playing. Um, and it's, uh, I think if I had to pick another sport, um, it would be baseball. Um, the, uh, but I tell you what, man, coaching cross country this year, is, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I really grew, love it. And, um, you know, I had a ton of, I had a ton of fun when I was coaching that middle school track. I mean, we, we literally had so many kids there in 95 kids on our middle school track Ooh. and we had to take a full bus and a full girls bus to you know like the pepperel track meet and stuff like that and i honestly think i could that's at this point because i've, I've managed middle school <laughs> athletics and uh you know these types of questions it's funny you ask me that these types of questions i'm sure is going to come up and uh the interviews i'll probably be in the next couple of years um you know interviewing to be an assistant principal and athletic director um i've always tried to make it a point to understand all the other sports around us and go out and support the kids in those sports because, you know, little Johnny and little Sally are going to be sitting in your class in a couple of years. Right. So, and again, that goes back to building relationships. I mean, I've been able to get kids out um, for, for wrestling that had no business coming out for wrestling to begin with, <laughs> but they got in there and they fell in love with it and they kept asking for extra work. And yesterday we had a kid, that almost beat one of our starters in a wrestle off that two years ago did not even breathe the oxygen in a wrestling room. Wow. It's, it's exciting to kind of see how it does all kind of come together. I do have to brag on Temple. You're I've never, I haven't, the only facility I've seen is your football stadium and it is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's uh, they definitely put a lot of work into it. That's the great thing about Carroll County. Yeah. That man, they're going through and they're putting so much time, effort, and energy into making sure everybody's got top-notch facilities. We've got new classrooms getting built, new gyms, new lunchrooms. Um, every school in the system has a wrestling room. You know, when I was in Coweta County, and I absolutely loved my time there, but there was one school there that had a designated wrestling room. Um, and that was one of the things that really appealed to me when I came back to this area was holy cow you got now we're about to outgrow ours but um you know we've got wall mats up we've got a designated mat that stays on the floor that is huge and oh, yeah um you know we've been able to go through in the last year and a half through the support of our administration and our parents of you know fundraising and we've put up um like state placer uh plaques and uh, leaderboards on the wall. Like I've got a varsity, um, varsity leaderboard, a JV leaderboard, and then the girls leaderboard or not leaderboard, but, um, the lineup board. Nice. Got that in there. And, uh, we were able to clean out, um, where our custodians used to be. It's a pretty big space. And we were able to build out a, uh, a locker room for the boys and girls in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's great watching all of the improvements that are happening here where, you know, where I was made. So that's awesome. Um, I just lost my question. Uh, ah, 
I lost it. Man, that'll come back to me. Um, um, darn it. Okay, so, um, okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, let's get. I'll get some fun questions, and then I'll let you get out of here because I know yeah. you got in a little bit. Yeah, Bill's gonna ring here in just a minute. Um, favorite place to eat in. Te- oh, I, no, I was gonna ask. Um, so I know Temple Villarica is a big rivalry. Is it that way in wrestling? Um, it. Yes and no. I mean, they're twice our. Mm-hmm. It's uh really the big rivalry used to be Temple Mount Zion. Uh, we actually uh ended up beating Mount Zion this year in the county championship. We did lose to Villarica. Um, you know they've they've got a lot of solid kids and it helps that their head coach is also the ninth grade head football coach um so you know that's sorry we got busted in announcements but um but yeah there's there is a bit of a rivalry there but there's a lot of a lot of mutual respect uh coach layman's a great guy and he's he's doing great things over there um who is the coach at herd county i've been trying to figure it out uh you not just ask me that uh the herd county coach uh is jimmy haynes jimmy haynes okay. that's old I think he actually wrestled in college. He wrestled at the social circle. Um, and he's, you could definitely, guys, gets in there and uh, you know, he's hes building up. If if he's not super active on social media, just like I am, and um, if he's not in his high school room, he's supporting his middle, he actually runs his middle school program too. Um, mm-hmm. But if he's not in one of those, he's at his junior program, you know, helping those kids out. And um, her county is going to be, uh, they're, they're going to be a force to reckon with here very soon. I mean, they're they're up and coming, so we shall see what uh what happens. I've seen them in a tournament too when I went to see my cousin wrestle for Woodland Middle, and they impressed me. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely growing. Um, all right, let's get to the fun. <laughs> all right, best place to eat in Temple or Villarica? Oh man, you get me in trouble. Um, best place to eat here in Temple. Um, uh, we love El Taps because I love uh, Mexican food. Ooh. El Tapatillos. Um, but in Villarica, I have to say our favorite place is Jefferson's, um, nice. which kind of my family and I just kind of love the environment there. And, um, the uh, local business owners that I did not mention, uh, equally love your place. And thank you for your sponsorship. <laughs> is, um, El Tapatio, is that near, uh, Marco's Pizza? Yeah. It's actually in the same shop center. Okay. Okay. I've driven by there before. Well, okay. My wife has, I don't drive. I'm blinded, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's pretty uh, good. Best or favorite Southern saying? Oh, man. Best favorite Southern saying. Um, man, you got me there. Um, man, what? Give me an example. Uh, let's see. The one I got earlier was you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. <laughs> that, that, that makes it, that, that makes sense. Um, Coach Dodgins from uh, Burton Parker told me that one. <laughs> nice. I man, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Um, I uh, I don't know. You got me stumped there. All right. Um, favorite sports memory? Um, we'll go in person, like. And then either seeing it on TV or listening to it on radio. My favorite sports memory uh, for me personally uh, was sticking a kid at Northgate. Uh, that was an absolute monster. 
Um, and I just happened to catch him in the nearside cradle. Um, I re- he, uh, he took me down. I stood up, turned around. He hadn't recovered, shot a high crotch, and he had, he draped his head. And I reached up and dropped him straight to his shoulders, and it was uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, so that was uh, my favorite personal one. And then, of course, um, well, actually, I guess this will probably be my favorite uh, Southern saying is uh, go dogs. Uh, okay. My, Good. My, my favorite memory was, uh, you know, watching that natty. Uh, happened the other night, and uh, you know I'm not too happy about all the transfers right now, but that is what it is. Um, no, I'm not either. I was uh, I was very excited to see that you know Coach Smart actually, ironically, Coach Smart's uh, roommate uh, was uh, one of my good buddies, Hap Hines, kicker back in the '90s. Uh, he's actually from Marietta. He was my athletic director um, or assistant athletic director down at noon, and he's actually the uh, how we did now and. Uh, that's uh, yeah, so <laughs> right. Go to the uh, go to the rival. Right, right. Yeah, they they got a lot of good guys over there. Now that I'm not wearing you know blue and gold anymore, I can uh, I can appreciate a little purple here and there. So uh, yeah, Matt Ferrari and them do a great job down there too. Nice. Um, I can't wear purple because of Woodland and Cartersville. <laughs> there, there's there's that. <coughs> um, let's see. Uh. What advice would you give to a well, – we'll go first-year wrestler and then a first-year wrestling coach. Uh, all right, first-year wrestling coach. Let's start there. Um, again, I, I go back to what Lindsay taught me. You know, don't don't go in there expecting a kid to, you know, go 1,000% every single day. You got to, you know, teach them little by little. Do you understand what I say when I when I mention boiling the, fro- boiling the frog? You I gotta, was going to – I was going to ask about that. You got to, and again, that's, that may be a Southern thing too. You got to turn up the heat little by little. And that way, you know, a boiling frog is only going to jump out of the water. If as soon as they jump in, it's boiling hot. But if they, if you slowly turn up that water, they ain't going nowhere. I mean, think about it. When you're grabbing a shower, you slowly turn that hot water up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Same thing in the wrestling room. It's the same thing really with any sport. Um, so that's you might be that, figured if you turn it up the heat to lose weight, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, here's what's crazy is I've um, I've never really been a huge advocate of pushing for kids to drop a ton of weight. Um, I mean, if you're going live and hard enough in the room, that's going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, I just I like keeping it, um, you know, warm just for the simple sake that you know we have got kids in the room that are going that hard. I don't want for them to pull something, blow a knee or something like that. Oh, I'm yeah. Knock on wood right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that would be my advice to them. Um, what about a first year wrestler? Uh, first year wrestler, um, like it says on our shirt, man, embrace the grind. Um, it's, it's, it's a brotherhood or a sisterhood for that matter. And, you know, something I did when we were down in Indian together is when we actually beginning of the season, we would do, and I actually got this idea from Sean Moiser up in Alexander. We would do a 24 hour wrestle thon Um, you know, we'd be at school together, um, you know, all day. And then uh, after school, we would have our um, – we would actually wrestle for two or three hours. Then we watch the football game all sitting all together. Then we'd go back and wrestle a couple hours and we'd wrestling movie together. And then we would wrestle a couple hours. And we literally did this from 8 o'clock on a Friday till 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. And 
it was a huge team builder and wrestling is definitely one of those sports of you don't want to let your brothers down. Yes. It's an individual, but it's, it's one of those of, you know what, I'm going to show up for practice because I know coaches expecting me to be there to help my partner. And, you know, the reason why our guys have gotten better is because those expectations are there, not just for me, those expectations are there from the other guys on the team. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds like a lot of fun too. Yeah, it, it really was. And we're hoping, you know, once we, once we get through um, the whole COVID stuff, that we will actually be able to to get back to doing that um, here, hopefully. Awesome. My last question, and it's kind of a selfish one, but I'm a visually impaired wrestler, and I wrestled for – well, not a wrestler anymore, unfortunately. But uh, I wrestled for seven years, three in middle school, four in high school, and a little bit in college. Um, how many visually impaired wrestlers have you came across in your career, and do your ki- have you, how do your kids react to it? So I actually, um, when I was wrestling, I actually wrestled three different guys, um, actually from the school there, um, they were visually impaired and it was the not being able to separate, um, was unique. Um, and, but on the flip side, from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, I've actually ran practices before where the kids were blindfolded. I actually had them go through and make sure they kind of could, it, it it's, it, it's all about, okay, we're, I know the leg is there. I know the arm is there. I can feel pressure on my shoulder. I know he's got to be draping his head. Um, and, you know, my experience watching visually impaired wrestlers wrestle is their knowledge of the sport and their knowledge of the science behind it um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's been my experience. I've probably, in my career, I have probably seen, I don't know, 20 to 30. Um, also we've had several kids that, um, were missing a limb. Mm. Hey, sorry about that. It's all good. Um, so you're talking about, you've seen kids with, uh, limbs and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's watching kids go out regardless of, um, you know, their, their preexisting condition with, um, you know, whether it's uh, actually preexisting conditions, probably the wrong wording there, but if, you know, if, if the kid is visually impaired or auditor- auditorily impaired or, um, you know, has lost a limb in an accident or was, you know, born that way or whatever, um, or, you know, I've watched kids wrestle that had mul- multiple sclerosis. It's always exciting to see kids that are just trying to do the absolute best that their body will allow them to do. And it's, uh, it's always great. You're just going to watch it. That's why I love this sport because wrestling doesn't discriminate. You want to get out there and wrestle, you can wrestle no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't boy, girl, um, you know, with girls wrestling being on the rise like it is, you know, you've got some coaches that really haven't, you know, jumped on board yet. And you've got others that are fully behind it. And I'm one of those that's fully behind it. I, I, I want every opportunity for every kid. And it's very exciting seeing, you know, all the kids that are getting out there just ready to go. Awesome. I love seeing the growth of wrestling, no matter who it is, girl, boy, you know, it's awesome. Exactly. Um, do you want to pub anything before we get out of here? Do I know? I said, do you got anything else you want to pub or, you know? Um, well, basically just kind of thanking the, uh, you know, everybody throughout my career that's, that's been a huge support. That's you know, whether it's my mentors that I, that I mentioned or, you know, the, the kids, I mean, God, at this point, the thousands of kids that, I've had the the great pleasure to to you know coach in one sport or another. 
um, just kind of, you know, just kind of shout out to them and, you know, the, the temple community, like I said, it's, it's really taken me in, you know, I lived here for 10 years prior to teaching here and, um, it's been, you know, this was home for a long time and it's, uh, it's been pretty great to kind of come back here and watch these kids grow and, you know, really be a, be a part of this community in a positive and uplifting way. If people want to follow the Temple Tigers wrestling program, where can they go? Yes. Yeah, so the Temple Tigers wrestling program, they can just email me at john.garner at carrollcountyschools.com. Um, we need to do a lot better job this upcom- upcoming year about um, putting a lot of stuff on social media. We've got a, a Twitter and a Instagram account, um, but if they'll email me, I will, um, I'll send them to them because we're in the middle of kind of updating that. Uh, but next year we're actually uh, about to purchase some, um, um, some um, iPads that way we can record the matches and upload those for recruiting purposes and throw some stuff on YouTube and it's uh it's really taken off. Well, every match y'all put on YouTube, I will watch. That's for sure. Um, well, I thank you for your time, Coach, and good luck this weekend. Uh, at uh, area, your kids perform well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, feel free to just uh, send me over the the link and I'll make sure that I. Post this. I'll publish it for my for my guys. All right. Appreciate it, Coach. You have a good one. Th- thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.